Hello and welcome to episode 251 of Retro Encounter. My name is Mike Solosi and today we have a very special episode. Uh, this is the third time we've done one of these. The first two got really good, really good listener feedback, so we're bringing it back. We are doing another RPG fan quiz show inspired by Ask Me Another and a number of other quiz shows. And because I seem to change co-hosts every quiz show, joining me today is Alana Hayes. Hey, everybody. It's nice to be on the other side. <laughs> uh, former champion Alana Hayes is going to be the Vanna White to my pet, Sajak. Or that, that, actually, that's disrespectful. It's more like... You're the... Oh. You know what? I don't have a good analogy. I'm sorry. (laughs) That means nobody's comparable to me, which is true at the moment, because I'm only the second winner. Joining myself and the incomparable Alana Hags are our first two contestants. First, we have a returning contestant, Zach Wilkerson. Hi. Here, ready to lose again. Don't say that. You're only trying to you're, you're trying to reverse jinx yourself. I can feel it. Sympathy points. And up against Zach in our first matchup of Quiz Show the Third is Tyler Trosper. Hello. I'll uh, see if I lose instead. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> Such confidence. Yeah, the confidence is just like overwhelming. I feel right at home. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna feel great because I love nothing more than to just listen to contestants despair on these on these uh, quiz show episodes. I'm the, I am the Monokuma of uh, pod of niche podcast quiz shows. Oh God, that's a that's a really terrible Wait. analogy there. <laughs> oh please, no punishment at the end. No, 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 don't worry. And, and and preempting those comments, I am officially not having any Don Gunnarumpa questions in this part of the quiz show. <laughs> Speaking of the quiz show, uh, uh, listeners, maybe you've listened to the first two episodes. I believe uh, Zach has and Tyler has, so they know at least have some idea of how this is going. Um, for these quiz shows, we do not have. Uh, buzzer races or in it or initiative based um, question answering we're going to direct every question to Zach and Tyler as they come and and try to clearly say their name at the beginning of each question uh, some rounds do have steals so let's say Zach gets a question wrong I will uh, I will um, t- Alana or I will say Tyler can you steal and then he can try to get the the rest of the points there are certain themes and differences between the rounds that we will go over at the beginning of each round and in general, we're going to give you four or five seconds to answer your question initially. And on the steal, because you have some extra time, you have to answer basically after one or two seconds. Um, Zach and Tyler, do you have an understanding of the rules or have any questions? I understand the rules and I have no questions. Likewise. All right. So let me quickly remove this Kingdom Hearts question and replace it with something else. <laughs> All right. Okay, and we're good. Um, okay, for the first round, uh, you, you might remember that we tend to name rounds after uh, previous Retro Encounter episodes. This, the first round is called Honor Thy Mother and Thy Father. We're going to uh. answer questions about RPG moms and dads, and you need to uh, identify the game that we are discussing. So you don't have to identify characters, just the game. Every question is worth okay. one point this round. And um, this time, let's have me answer Zach, uh, ask Zach his questions and Alana ask Tyler his questions. All right. All right. So, Zach, question one. In this PS2 RPG, Yuki's mother Miranda watches her son grow increasingly capable after accompanying him on the first part of his journey, eventually deciding that he doesn't need her help anymore. She wields daggers in battle for the time she joins you. Mm, I don't think I know this one. Um... 
I'm gonna guess. I don't know. Shadow Hearts. That is, in the dark. that is incorrect. <laughs> Tyler, can you steal? Grandia three. That is correct. Ah. Ooh. I was so disappointed when she left the party. Yeah, she's good, but she, she also kind of meets a handsome pirate and leaves with him. And Juki's like, "Do That's I have a true. step? Do I have a stepdad now?" Well, hell this yeah, true. I'd be that definitely. <laughs> <Right>? No, no, <laughs> I, I'm pro Miranda through this whole interaction. Let me tell you. <laughs> good. Grandia three is the only one I haven't played, so yeah. Oh, you, oh, you so you've played all the way through Grandia Extreme. You're a braver lady than I. Oh no, not that one. No. <laughs> I mean, I've played Grandia Extreme, kind of... but not all the way through. <laughs> right, Grandia Extreme is again one kind of, of the, weird. one of the Blue Reflection All Stars. Not a great game, but really good soundtrack. Uh, so let's give Tyler his first question. Go ahead, Alana. All right, Tyler, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, so in this RPG subseries, one classmate's mother is the CEO of the Rhineford Group tech conglomerate. One classmate's father is an imperial governor, a third is an imperial general, and at least three other dads are regional lords. One of a few of them attended the Thor's military academy prom. Trails of Cold Steel. That's correct. Well done. Another that last part Tyler. made it super easy. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we are literally two questions deep. They'll get harder, I promise. <laughs> Alana's seen the end of the document. She knows where I'm, t- where I'm coming from. I okay. do. Yeah. Zach, your second question. In the very first scene of this game, your mother wakes you up on your 16th birthday with the phrase cooey, cooey, and you begin a journey to avenge your other parent, the hero Ortega, who left town when you were a baby. It's uh, Dragon Quest 3. That's correct. There we go. All right, Tyler, uh, your next question. Uh, when you mm-hmm. telephone your parents in this game, your mother can assuage your homesickness if you're missing your favorite food, and your father will inform you of your bank account deposits. Only your mother can be visited in person. Earthbound. That's it. All right. All right. Now, uh, I should mention, this round only has six questions, so we're on the, l- we're on the last one for each player. Uh, Zach, your third question. Sarah Sisulart and Seth Balmore both lived for over 1,000 years and lost their memories, but eventually managed to reconnect with their children and or grandchildren in this 2007 RPG. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Tyler, can you steal? Lost Odyssey. That's correct. Mm. (laughs) All right. Uh, So your last question, Tyler. Leandra Amel, the main character's mother, escapes with her children to her former hometown of Kirkwall, but tragedy strikes when she is kidnapped by a renegade blood mage around the game's midpoint. Tyler, we need an answer. Uh, No, (laughs) that's time. Zach, Zach, can you steal? I also cannot steal. (laughs) Uh, Dragon Age 2. Okay. Uh, that that game is really brutal towards your family because depending on your starting class choice, one of your siblings dies. Jeez, it's it's rough, and that's and that's not a spoiler, kids. That's that, that, that's like ten minutes into the game. Oh man, I mean, Dragon Age Two is a bit cruel anyway. Like it's, not it, many people like it. it it's it's rough. It's it, um. I don't dislike it, but that's ma- if you want to play through a lot of Dragon Age, maybe make that one a reading a few Wikipedia articles. I wouldn't judge you. 
Fair enough. So, at the intermission, um, we have a pretty strong start for out of Tyler. It is Tyler four points and Zach one point. But there's plenty of points left to be scored, especially with the uh, especially with the, what happens after this next round. But um, round two, we're bringing back a Ask Me Another RPG Fan Classic, This, That, or The Other. Now, these are all one-point questions with no steals this time because it's multiple choice. Every answer is going to be one of three separate categories. And you just name the category. You don't have to name a specific game or a specific item. Uh, and this time, we're calling this, that, and the other Dungeon Denizens. We're going to give you the name of a monster found in a, in a game that has a lot of dungeons that go a lot of floors. And every answer is going to be either a monster from Etrian Odyssey a monster from World of Warcraft, or a monster from Torchlight or Torchlight 2. Jesus. Oh, no. So so give us Etrian, Torchlight, or Warcraft for each answer. And even if... I'm guessing Full Shot in the Dark and all these. Even if you guess, you have a a roughly 33% chance. Um, So let's uh, switch who we're talking to now. Um, I'll give Tyler's questions, and Alana, you'll give Zach's questions. All right, got it. So, Tyler, question one. Dino Lich, a huge, aggressive beast with scales as hard as a dragon's. World of Warcraft? Incorrect. That is Etrian Odyssey. (laughs) This is going to be a fun one, I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it. I looked at it initially and was like, oh, I'm glad I've already won one. I wrote these questions, and if I were taking them, I think I could probably only get about half. Yeah, I think so. Oh anyway, um, Zach, first question. Is this monster from Etrian Odyssey, Torchlight, or World of Warcraft? Slabhide, some form of earth drake that attacks with sand. Mm, I'm going to guess World of Warcraft. That's correct. One point. Woo-hoo. All right, Tyler, your second question. Yakator, part mountain yak, part yeti. Torchlight? That is correct. That sounds so cute. They are kind of cute, but they are also a little terrifying. And like, and like when you fight the boss Yakutor, he like takes up half the screen. It's it's a little rough. Oh god. What's the best kind of cute? Though? He's, he's like, called like he's called a uh, yeah. The, the boss Yakutor is called Chillhoof. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, um, Zach. Second question. This is a Bolitus Rex, a fungal brute that disguises itself as a cluster of harmless mushrooms. I'm going to guess Torchlight. Yeah, that's correct. Damn, this is going better than I thought it would. (laughs) Well, we already have three. uh, We already have two right here, which means we did better than the first time we tried this round. Three, actually, right? Yeah, which is two more than we got last time. That's true, yeah. (laughs) The first time, rather. You've already outperformed your your your, your record on this round, so congratulations, Zach. But uh, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, it's your it's uh, your turn. Razor lash, right. a thorned carnivorous plant that attacks with thrashing vines. Etrian Odyssey. That is incorrect. It's World of Warcraft. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Zach. Uh, this is a fly gourd, an eerie vegetable filled with the grudges of the dead. Oh man! Um, World Come of on. Warcraft. No, sorry, it's Etrian Odyssey. Mm, okay. All right, Tyler, your fourth question and last of this round: Sonar Worm, 
a gigantic annelid that makes up for its poor vision by tracking prey through echolocation. Warcraft? Incorrect. That is Etrian Odyssey. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the last question for this round for Zach is, One-Eyed Willy, an undead pirate captain with an equally undead crew, his other eye can be found in the dungeon where he resides. Mm, World of Warcraft? Incorrect. It's Torchlight. All right. <laughs> I jinxed that. I said it went well, and then everybody got everything wrong. Yeah, it still went better than some <laughs> no, that, gun. I wouldn't have it any other way. But uh, Zach did close the gap a little bit. Um, the score is Tyler with five points and Zach with three points going into the final round. But before the final round, we have a couple special bonus questions that could swing the entire game. Each, oh, each question is worth ten points. So, uh, oh so Alana, I leave these bonus questions to you. Thank you. Um, so, anybody who knows me really well probably knows what these questions are based on. But I want you to imagine you're a sky pirate, and I want you to imagine you're looking for a discovery. So, Arcadia's world map is based on a 12 by 12 grid. And I'm going to give you the discovery number, a brief description of it, and the description from the Sailor's Guild. And you've got to give me the coordinates for it. So I think that's No crazy. way. Yeah. Oh, this is I'm basic assuming... Sky Pirate knowledge. I mean, right? Exactly, right? you just got to look at your compass and let it spin and then you'll find it. But I'm assuming everybody's played Skies of Arcadia, obviously. Yeah, so and, and every be... answer is two integers and a made-up word. So it's, it's totally gettable. <laughs> you don't need to get the word. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so uh, Zach, because you're uh, if you're, because you're trailing, I will ask you the first question. So this is discovery number sixty-two. It is found under the yellow moon. The Delphinus will need the ability to travel under the lower sky in order to reach it. The Sailors Guild describes it as a strange creature that spends its entire life hanging upside down by digging its claws into the rock face. Until it was discovered underneath the Valuan continent, it was thought to be a myth. It's intelligence and ferocity, but light's its cute appearance. So what are the coordinates for this? It's 12 by 12. I mean, I don't even know what numbers. 12 by 12. Okay, so uh, I'm going to guess 11 and 10. Nope, it's 9, 9. <laughs> and this oh, is... okay. <laughs> you weren't a million miles away. <laughs> um, it's called a <laughs> So it's like I don't know how I forgot that. It's, it's insane. <laughs> I know. It's just it's coincidence, isn't it? It does help if you've played the game before, which I don't think either of you have. <laughs> I mean, I'm I have honest. like ten years ago. <laughs> oh, okay, then it should be right at the top of your brain. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. nice and easy. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tyler, your discovery is discovery number eight. This discovery, the information for it sells for 680 gold. It's found under the red moon in the mid-sky, but it's slightly higher than most others in the same sky space. Records say, long ago, a young black pirate searched for the, de the desert for the Isle of Sprouts, the Sprouts treasure. After a long trek, he was shocked to find that it produced only sand, but he realized that the desert was the true treasure and spent the rest of his years in NASA. Where is this discovery on this 12 by 12 map? Uh, six, eight? Incorrect. It is ten, five, and this is the Sand Falls. Oh. <laughs> Regrettable. 
I know. It's right by one of the main dungeons as well, so... That's right. Yeah, that uh, Basically, the main dungeon for the Red Moon part of the game, over by uh, uh, near... Oh, what's the, what's the Oasis Town called? Uh, Maramba. Yeah, that's it. Right, over by Maramba. Man, I, I, I wish there was a way for me to easily replace Guys of Arcadia. That game's great. Yeah, we had a lengthy discussion about it last we week. We did, yeah. We had, I played it once 20 years ago-ish, and once 15 years ago-ish. And I would love a chance to replay it, but... Alas, maybe that maybe that day will come. And alas, ten points slip through both contestants' hands, mm. like sand, oh, mm. like sand through the sand falls. <laughs> but there is still a chance to catch up because round three, there are six questions remaining, three for each player. Uh, steals are returning, so you can uh, steal your opponent's points if, if they get the question wrong. And this round is called RPG Dating Game. I am going to recite part of a fictional dating profile for a character from an RPG. And you identify the character. If you say the character, you get two points, no questions asked. If you can't come up with a character, but do guess the game they come from, you get one point. But if you get zero points on your pass, then your opponent has a chance to steal one or two points. Do you follow? Like, so character, two points. Game, one point. If you can somehow name the character but not the game, you still get two points, and I'm a little confused. <laughs> uh, so do you understand, Zach and Tyler? Yep. yep. All right. So uh, we'll switch who's reading for whom again, and I will give Zach his first question. Zach, widower seeking, seeking a companionship. I love swords and long naps, but I'm prone to nightmares. We'll write you love letters and make you flowers out of silk. Mm. I don't think it's Pancras, but I might be forgetting something, but I'll guess him. That is incorrect. Tyler, can you steal? No, I'm sorry. The answer is Cayenne from Final Fantasy VI. Ah! Oh. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. All right, Tyler, your first bachelor. Quarian seeking Quarian, or human, or Tyrian. Robots need not apply. Keep masks on at all times. No touching on the first date, and possibly every date. Who is this, or what game are they from? <laughs> okay, it's from Mass Effect. I know that. Um. Oh gosh, what? Tyler, we need an answer. I'm sorry. That's time. Okay, um, you do get one point for Mass Effect. Uh, Zach, if you can name the character, you also get a point. I cannot. No, it is Tali. Oh, jeez. Ah, mm -hmm. The best one. Yeah, yeah the, their planet became so difficult and polluted that all Quarians have to wear full body <laughs> armor and can't, uh, and can't, uh, yeah, can't expose themselves to any air. It's it's a rough existence. <laughs> but yeah, Tali and Shepard can make it work if you want to. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, no, your, I... your second question. Strong, silent type. I'm a redhead, but prefer blue or blonde hair and a partner. Seeking a companion and adventure, but we probably should avoid boat, boats or ships for the first date. <sighs> nope, I got nothing. Got nothing. All right. Tyler, can you steal? No, I cannot. That is Adol Kristen from East. Mm. 
Uh, he has bad luck with boats. And but he's truly tied to um, Dogi anyway. It's so true. I feel like that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. I, I did say he prefers blue hair and a partner. So you uh, did. I'm, I'm I'm being as consistent as I possibly can, for for <laughs> as a character who appears pretty aromantic as far as in in the context of his games. Yeah. Okay, Tyler, it's your next question. Um, age 88, which is old for a Homs, but young for a Hyentia, and I'm both. I like men with blonde hair and blue eyes, but I'll entertain any companions more Aww. interesting than my elemental spirits. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from <laughs> That's correct. That's so unfair. You knew he was going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a Dragon Quest clue, yeah. so I thought it would be unfair not to give Tyler a Xenoblade clue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Zach, your, th- your final question of the round. Widow with a title, but not a name. I worked in medicine and childcare in Direford Village, but was recently unemployed. I also have psychic powers, so don't you dare try hiding anything from me. Nope. Tyler, can you steal? No. That is the grieving mother from Pillars of Eternity. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that name. She's... Like, kind of the rudest character in the game, but also the best. <laughs> she it's, sounds Yeah, it's... Ciphers in that game, like, you get psychic powers, and you can sometimes use the psychic powers to pass conversation checks, so that game gets real weird. It's, uh, it, it's fun, though. I, I, I should go back and finish it. I only played about the first half. Yeah, it's so good. It's, it's, it's quite good. Yeah. Okay, so Tyler, last question. Um, Dream chaser without a home, as I got banished from the village after picking a strange fruit. I'm a gentleman who prefers blondes, but I'm terrible at choosing which blonde is best. I grew up with my grandfather, but never knew my parents. Maybe you and I can make a new family. Got nothing? Got nothing. (laughs) All right, Zach, can you steal? It sounds familiar, but I, I can't place it. Uh, it is Rudy Roughknight from Wild Arms, who is dateable by name alone, surely. That, that is one of my favorite RPG names of all time. <laughs> Rudy Roughknight is real good. <laughs> and uh, I believe that's the end of the questions. After 20 questions over three rounds, we have a final score of Tyler with eight points and Zach with three points. Um, so, Tyler, you are going aw. to be joining us again for part three against a, an opponent to be determined. Ooh, I did not expect this. I did, Tyler. I did. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Good work, Tyler. Congrats. And we're back. It's time for round two of Quiz Show the Third. RPG fans ask me another. I'm Mike Solosi. But you were listening to me mere seconds ago, along with Alana Hakes. Back again. So, Alana, we completed round one, Tyler versus Zach, and we're here for round two with two new contestants. Let's introduce them. Uh, starting with Nilsson, Carol. Howdy. And returning f- alongside Nilsson from the Tactics Ogre podcast, Joe Padilla. I'm afraid. <laughs> I, started, I started writing a Tactics Ogre question for this podcast, but then realized, wait a second, both of these contestants were on that episode that it would just be automatic points to whoever i give the question to that, that and that wouldn't be fair at all 
But <laughs> so there are no tactics ogre questions, but there may be questions about any other RPG in my personal oeuvre or capacity for research. Uh, I'm going to explain the rounds again, even though it goes. Uh, it, it basically is going just like the previous recording, um, just for Joe and Nilsson's edification. Uh, it, there's going to be three rounds. All the rounds are going to be about RPGs with an RPG series or game as its as the answer, and we're going to all have directed questions. We will s- clearly say Joe or Nilsson's name to, to let you know who's answering because we don't want to we don't want people to try and have a buzzer race or a situation where latency could be a factor. So we will direct every question, and in some of the rounds, if the, question, if the, if the answer is wrong, we will uh, give the other contestant an opportunity to steal. So, uh, and we'll try to make it as, clearly, as clear as possible whose turn it is for the question. Uh, no, Joe, that's incorrect. Nilsson, can you steal, etc. And in general, we will give you four or five seconds to answer the question the first time but only one or two seconds on the steal. Uh, and we will tell you how many points each question is worth uh, before at the beginning of each round, along with an explanation of the round. Uh, Joe and Nilsson, do you understand? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Alana, um, let's have Joe's questions go first, and uh, I'll ask Joe their questions. Um, <laughs> round one is called Wacky Weapons. And uh, wow. this is a little bit. I mean, again, we we name uh, <laughs> we name rounds after previous episodes of Retro Encounter, and also I dig deep into my uh, appreciation for the Hanna Barbera program, Wacky Races. Yeah. Um, Love it. Each one of these questions is about a weird weapon used in an RPG, and you just need to tell us the RPG which it comes from. There's going to be sort of multiple hints and clues in each question. So, uh, Joe, let's uh, have you go first. Joe, question one. In this PS2 RPG, the character Joaquin Valentine uses blunt objects for his weapons, including a mailbox, a frozen tuna, and the Nautilus submarine from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Shadowheart's Covenant. That is correct. One, po- one point for Joe, right. because every question in round one is worth one point. I should have said that earlier. Yeah, best RPG valen- uh, best RPG vampire of all time, maybe. Up there, like uh, maybe we can have the Valentine family uh, take that title. Yeah. Then, uh, then I think, then yeah. I think we agree. I mean, I mean, you and I love Alucard. We love Necklord, but Joaquin, the Valentines are pretty great. I mean, yeah, Joaquin is a very special kind of special. He, he, he is maybe say. the specialist of those <laughs> special people. All right. Anyway, Nilsson, you ready for your first question? Okay. Um, in this PS2 RPG, the NPC Elizabeth presents the main character with side quests and often gives unusual weapons as rewards, like a scrub brush, a dog bone, and Jack Frost boxing gloves. Uh, Disgaea? No, incorrect. Joe, can you steal? Uh, Digital Devil Sock? Oh, incorrect. so close! Oh, you both picked games published by Atlas, and you, st- yeah. you, you did not get it right. It's Persona 3... Oh, oh. Elizabeth. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Too many. There's too many PS2 RPGs. There are so many. I, like, <laughs> At, are. I think Atlas alone published seven, and I'm not exaggerating. All right, Joe, your second question. In episode seven of this PS2 RPG, the character Aramis equips her his pet zombie with the brain of a sorcerer, the iron body of Hercules, and most startlingly, a horse wiener. That last one is especially alarming to Laharl, tasked with taking the zombie down. What in the hell is this? <laughs> uh, is what in the hell is this your answer? 
It is. Incorrect. <laughs> Nilsson, can you steal? Is that Disgaea? It is. <laughs> yeah, rereading that, I was like, wait, horse wiener? <laughs> I think that's exactly oh, how Laharl reacted, too. A, a, a I, horse wiener? I think, I think if I wouldn't have been so surprised by that, I would have been like, yeah, that sounds like Disgaea. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, what am I hearing right now? <laughs> okay, that is three PS2 RPGs in a row. Let's make it four. Yeah, let's go for it. So, question two, Nilsson. In this PS2 RPG, the treasure hunter Norma Beattie is a versatile spellcaster, but sports a bafflingly low intelligence stats. For physical attacks, Norma blows bubbles out of fancy straws. Whoa. I have no idea. <laughs> Alright. Joe, can you steal? Drakengard? <laughs> I imagine that. I'd love that. No, it is a Tales of Legendia. Norma uh... is a treasure hunter who is very quirky and has a quirky weapon to go with it. That series quirky is, pretty, is Norma's yeah. adjective for sure. That's one of the stranger tales of <laughs> games. But but not a yeah. bad one. I, I didn't I didn't hate Tales of Legendia. Honestly, it, it gets a lot of crap from the fans, but I think it's all right. Yeah, it's a weird game overall, isn't it? With structure and I think everyone's got a slightly odd weapon, and there's a new character designer for that game, so I think. It yeah, there sense. was a, there was the same character designer as Sh- Samurai Champloo. It had a bunch of. Uh, it wasn't done by the main mm. Tales of Studio. It was like it was like a bunch of uh, Soul Calibur people working on it, uh, mm. and it, it, there's no multiplayer, which is weird for a Tales game mm. from the mid 2000s. But but it's not bad. I I, I beat it like over. 10 years ago and thought it was all right. But anyway, we still have some questions left. Joe, your third question, and this is not about a PS2 game. In this multiplayer RPG for the Nintendo Switch, there is a charge blade weapon called the Pizza Axe, which is a giant pizza wheel cutter that attaches a pepperoni pizza upon transforming, and a longsword weapon called Research Saber that's basically a massive slide rule. Torchlight? <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, Nilsson, can you steal? I have no idea. <laughs> that is Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Oh, sure. Wow. Yeah. The, the, last, the last Monster Hunter game before Monster Hunter World changed everything. Yeah, gosh. I, is that a port of a DS game? Or uh, yeah, yeah, Monster Hunter Generations is the 3DS game, and Generations Ultimate is the Switch port. All right. Yeah. Well... Kill monsters with pizza sounds okay, I think. <laughs> Monster Hunter weapons get so weird. Like I, I only, I basically picked two out of a list of dozens. There's, there, <laughs> there's teddy bears that make monsters go to sleep. There's just giant hunks of meat on bones that are that you swing like a hammer. It's the Monster Hunter's great. Nice. Is that is that a reference to um the teddy bears? I wonder. Is that a reference to um Dead Rising? <laughs> Maybe, uh, be. uh, because, I mean, those are both Capcom, Capcom but I, 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 I'm not, uh, I don't know Dead Rising very well, so I, I, I just thought, you're, I just thought, you know, teddy bears make you sleepy. But anyway, we have one question left in the round. We do. So last question for Nelson. <laughs> yeah. In this multiplayer mission mode for the Nintendo DS RPG, the character Zigbar, who normally wields dual magic crossbows, has weapon options that include trumpets and hair dryers. Uh, is that... Bravely default? Nope, incorrect. Joe, can you steal? Uh, 358 over half days. 358 days over two. That's it. Yeah, that'll, <laughs> oh, that'll count. It's fine. Mike, how, how much energy did it take you to write that question? A, a non trivial amount. <laughs> but yes, two years off my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta put in this uh, Kingdom Hearts question one, uh, every now and then just to throw people off. Yeah. 
I did a whole roundabout Keyblades in uh, last year. You did, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, speaking of rounds about Keyblades, that round uh, from I, I, I think the first uh, episode was this, that, or the other, and we are bringing it back for this podcast. But first, oh. a score break. Um, it's still very close. Anyone's game. Joe has two points, and Nilsson has one point. And for okay. the this, that, or, or the other round. Um, it is a multiple choice round where the answer is always one of three different series. And because it's multiple choice, there are no, there's no point stealing. Every, each of you just gets four questions directly. So this is speaking to my tastes very specifically and also for my uh, tendency to get names wrong. Um, every answer is going to be a, I'm sorry, every clue is going to be a town or city from an RPG. And the RPG is always going to be one of... Uh, a city from Tales of, a city from Trails slash Kiseki, or a city from one of my all-time favorite games, Trials of Mana. So you guys need to give us the answer. (laughs) Tales, Trails, or Trials? Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. So uh, let's switch up who's reading each person's questions. I'll read Nilsson's and you'll read Joe's. Okay, Alana? I've got it. Okay, so Nilsson, your first... Your first question, remember, each give us tales, trails, or trials for, uh, for each answer. Okay. Nilsson, question one. Peta. This village was destroyed many years ago, but under certain conditions, the players can visit an illusory version of what the jungle town used to be. Is that trials? That is correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a guess. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess, yeah. Yeah. All right, Joe, first question. Is this Tales, Trails, or Trials? Jormgen, this village was destroyed several years ago, but under certain conditions, the players can visit an illusory version of what the desert town used to be. (laughs) Uh, Tales? That's it. Yeah, one point. Which Tales game? Uh, Vesperia. Okay. And Brandon. yes, it's very deliberate that I wrote two questions <laughs> yes. that were almost exactly the same, changing two words. The, the Peta and Jormgen have some similarities. Okay, Nilsson, your second question. Yep. Lagram, this lakeside town is directly across the water from Lowengren Castle, an abandoned fortress that was once home to an ancient order of knights called the Eisenritter. Is that trails? That is correct. It sounds trailsy. <laughs> well, I hope it does. It sounds... <laughs> yeah. All right. Question two for Joe. Uh, Ruan, a bustling port city southeast of Mercia Orphanage. After Ruan's mayor, Dalmor, is arrested for burning down the orphanage, Ruan's hotel owner, Norman, becomes mayor. Uh, trails? That's correct. This wow. might be the most successful this, that, or the other round we've had in RPG fan history, Alana. We said this last episode, and then they got all of them wrong afterwards, so at yeah. the yeah. same point. <laughs> Maybe I'm trying to trick them into getting it wrong. All right, okay. Yeah. Nilsson, <laughs> Nilsson, your third question. Okay. Grand Kokma, the capital city of the Malkuth Empire, built on a series of canals and aqueducts. It's named after Kokma, the Hebrew Sephirot of Wisdom. Is that Tales? It is. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of Hebrew uh, nomenclature and um, and folklore in Tales of the Abyss. Yeah. Yeah. There is the home yeah. of Emperor Peony and his rapigs. Emperor Emperor Peony <laughs> is one of the best Tales NPCs ever. <laughs> uh, 
I love him. He's All right. He, he's, he's the Olivier, the Olivier of Tales of the Abyss. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Joe, ready for your third question? Let's, let's do it. Uh, so this is Dior, a village hidden in the flowery lamp bloom woods and the ancestral home of the elven people who closed off Dior to escape human persecution. Trials? Correct. Oh my god, six in a row. I'm, I'm, I, know. I, I, I need to write harder questions for round for part three, Alana. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm gonna dig deep into my Steam library of unplayed Eastern European CRPGs. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Yep. More Wakfu. Yeah, please. <laughs> oh no. Wakfu is Western European, but I, I'm, trust me, there is a, tr- there is a Balkan tradition of weird RPGs that people are gonna learn. Nilsson, you know, this question has four rounds, so here's your number four, Nilsson. Alright. Minchi. A city of academics that is located at the foot of Mount Minche. Minche University heavily researches elemental spirits, and the Mount Minche Observatory constantly monitors the Orbis Barrier high above. Is that Tales? It is. Tales uh, of Eternia. Oh, oh. Such a guess. <laughs> Tales of Eternia is good. Come on. Alana can vouch for me on that one. Yeah, definitely. I love Eternia. It's such a good game. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, right. Are we going to make it a full house, Joe? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So, last town is Heimdaller. The largest city on the continent of Zemuria, it's divided into 17 named districts with Dreykel's Plaza and the Imperial Palace at the center. You can travel between districts via trolley. Trails. We've made it a full house. Oh my god. Okay, so so the score uh, differential is unchanged. Going into the final round, um, it is six points for Joe, five points for Nilsson, but we can make this change dramatically because the next two the next two the next two questions are each worth ten points. What? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Joe should be familiar with this concept, having listened to previous episodes. uh, I forgot about that. (laughs) So, uh, Alana, um, let's give uh, Joe their their, uh, 10-point bonus question. All right. Well, I should explain. I know listeners have already heard this because I'm reusing it from round one. But this is essentially, imagine you're a sky pirate and you have... Do you give me the coordinates for a discovery? And I'm just going to give you the description of this discovery. So I will give Joe the first one. So let's be a little fair. Um, in Skies of Arcadia, the map is in a 14 by 12 grid. So the every answer is going to be two integers between zero and 14. Thank you. Yes, I was going to do that. I promise. <laughs> I was just going to let you guess on like anything. <laughs> oh. All right. Are you ready, Joe? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so discovery number 10 is located in the treacherous South Ocean. It is relentlessly sought after by rival and famous explorer Domingo. Worth a mere 800 gold despite your efforts, it's described as a bizarre creature that lives its entire life attached to a rock, stretching its tentacles out and waiting for prey to float by. It releases a sweet fragrance to attract fish, but larger ones have been known to endanger smaller ships. Okay. Um, zero, two. No, seven, three. <laughs> wow, so close. I, I should have known that. All right. So, Nilsson, you've okay. got discovery number 59, which is found oh. near the Green Moon Kingdom in an area blocked off by thick stone reefs. This area is dubbed Looperland by Sky Pirate fans. 
Describing these creatures, the Sailor's Guild says that loopers are mysterious creatures rarely seen even by the most seasoned of sailors. They nest in the stone reefs and their young stay in the nests until they mature. Loopers are white at birth but turn various colours as they age. 12-10. Nope, 3-9. Uh, <laughs> opportunity <laughs> missed. Either one of you could have just iced the game immediately uh, with, a, with a free 10 points. Uh. You should have asked me like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same question. Mm, sure, blame old age. That's, that's the strategy that Greg and I both use. <laughs> All right. So we're going into the final round. This is like the first round in that there are uh, you can get the points normally or steal from your from the your opponent if they get it wrong. But now the points are doubled, and every question is worth two points. And Joe is ahead of Nilsson six points to five. So it is either player's game. <sighs> All right. Uh, let's stick to who we were reading before. I'll read Nilsson's questions, and Alana will read Joe's questions. But the theme this time is. A thirst for battle. We will describe a famous battle in an RPG like a fight announcer or professional wrestling announcer. And you tell us the game that, that we are describing. You don't have to go into characters or what the battle is, just the game. I love that. <laughs> okay. Only one of us will be doing the boxing announcements, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> okay, only, oh, only one of us is going to try and imitate Max Kellerman or Jim Ross, and, that, and that's me. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> Nilsson, your, fir- your first question. The boy in purple runs away and yells. The champ advances. The boy has move plus two equipped and runs away and yells again. He's been doing this 13 straight turns. Now the boy makes his move. He attacks two, three, four times in a row. The champ is about to fall. Down goes Wegraf. Down goes Wegraf. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics? Correct. <laughs> I know, it's like, wait, oh. what? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to go that fast. I can't do yeah, that uh, physically. Right. Uh, Nilsson, for your uh, benefit later, I will not I will not speak quite so quickly for the last two. But you did get that one right, so good on you. Yeah, exactly. You're just too good at that, that's why. All right, Joe, first question. Uh, here in the final match of the Coliseum tournament, we have the young blonde man in a strange garb against the favorite Dias. Oh, what's this? Chaos Sword? Chaos Sword? Chaos Sword? Dias Flack is the new king of the tournament. What a massacre. The boy in a strange jacket never stood a chance. Uh, 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 Final Fantasy VII Remake? No. Nilsson, can you steal? I'm not sure, no. Oh, Star Ocean, the second story. Oh, never played Star Ocean. It sounds like the, I think you were saying Chaos Sword, Chaos Sword, Chaos And like, it sounded very familiar to me. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> how Dias beats know. you. That's exactly how Dias beats you in the Coliseum fight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it hurts. All right, Nelson, your second question. We are live from a cruise ship a short distance away from the Tokyo docks for a no-holds-barred match between two men prepared to throw away their honor and humanity. Only onlookers are a doctor and her young patient, trying to stay out of the way. Both fighters place their hand on their shoulder, and now it's shirts off! I see one, no, two dragon tattoos. It's dragon versus dragon. There can only be one. (laughs) I, no, I don't know what that was. (laughs) Joe, can you steal? Yakuza Zero. That's correct. Oh, nice. (laughs) Right, second question for you, Joe. Um... And the bell rings for round two. Our favorite mustache dad fighting off against Con the Knight and Slon the Rock. But what's this? Lad of the Bishop 
is shouting something from outside the ring. The champ puts down his sword. Sloan Connor striking unabated. The man with the moustache is taking every hit. The champ slumps into his corner. They've killed him. That man has a family. Oh my god, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson, did you steal? I don't know what that was, no. Oh, you're oh, breaking my heart, oh, both of you. Dragon Quest V! Dragon oh, Quest V. Oh, sure, oh. yeah. Oh. yeah. I Mustache Dad? Lodge <laughs> of the Bishop? Mustache Dad, yeah. Shoots. Okay, there are two questions left, and Joe is ahead eight points to seven. So, Nilsson, you are still in this. All right. All right. For Nilsson. And the champ has reawakened after a 600-year hiatus. But there's no welcome parade, no cup of coffee, only struggle. General Yom and his army prepare for the first round, and Yom has summoned a giant bird. The champ is unfazed. Frost strike and another frost strike. And the champ has turned into a dragon. Eraser attack. It's over. The champ marches on, down a long and lonely road, to reclaim his title. That's not Breath of Fire 3, is it? Mm, incorrect. Joe, uh, can you steal? Breath of Fire 4? That's yeah. correct. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I'm sorry, that was dirty. <laughs> all is fair in love and trivia. Um, and I, I should be clear about this. I have put a Breath of Fire 4 question into both previous trivia, trivia games, and it got, they got it wrong both times. <laughs> so now I can finally retire Breath of Fire 4 from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so last question of this round, Joe. Uh, it's our boy in green tra traveling from desert to swamp and back again versus the pink flowering Zaganaga. The Zaganaga burrows and, challenge and our challenger gives chase hopping from column to column thanks to his trusty sand rod. More burrowing and more sandy bridges than an Intel core processor factory. And no, the boy gets tagged by flying flowers one too many times and goes down. A disappointing loss for our hero and to add insult to injury, a bird just swooped in to take away his sand rod. That's all she wrote. Uh, Skyward Sword? Incorrect, Nilsson. Can you steal? Uh, Majora's Mask? <laughs> no, Link Between Worlds. Uh, uh, I think I think Boy in Green had everyone thinking Zelda from the get-go, but yeah, you, just, you just didn't know which one had the sand rod yeah. and Zaganaga. <laughs> so... All right, at the end of 20 questions over three rounds, the final score is Joe with 10 points and Nilsson with seven. The final round is going to be Joe Padilla versus Tyler Trosper. Woo! Well done, everyone. Congratulations. Good job, Joe. You did it. And now I don't have to write any more Breath of Fire 4 questions. <laughs> I know. Now, if any... If, if anyone deserves to go into a theoretical Marvel versus Capcom four, it is Fo Lu. That will th that that would set the internet ablaze. Please, oh, like God. all that backflipping. That what, would be so he, cool. Th th those nineteen ninety nine Breath of Fire four sprites are just the dopest. Yeah, they are look you, really good. Are you not regarding uh, Infinite as a Marvel versus Capcom game? Is anyone? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said Marvel vs. Capcom 4, so I'm like, but there is one. But can we talk about it? Uh, I only recognize Marvel vs. Capcom games that have uh, Magneto and Storm in it, so nope. I, I, I agree. I only recognize Marvel vs. Capcom games where Captain America has a neck. <laughs> <laughs> Final justice! Okay, but, all right, now... Uh, 
Okay, now if I'm if I'm breaking into my early 2000s fighting game impersonations, it's definitely time to move on to the next round. And we're back to the third and final round of Quiz Show the Third from by RPG Fans Retro Encounter. I'm Mike Solosi, and I'm joined once again by Alana Hags. Hey, it's the final! Woo! Alana, as a former champion, uh, you've, you've looked at the questions, you've looked at these competitors. How do you think this is going to go down? Is it, uh, it going to be a high-scoring game, a low-scoring game? Uh, how, how much despair do I get to taste tonight? I feel like you get a lot of despair, Monokuma, oh. so... Oh, good. <laughs> okay. And uh, let's, let's meet our two contestants that are going to metaphorically try to kill each other. First, the winner of round one, Tyler Trosper. Yo... And second, the winner of round two, Joe Padilla. Hello. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> Technically, you both got here by scoring more points than your competitors from round one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I meant to do this in rounds one and two, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to skip ahead and do it now. Uh, starting with you, Tyler, if you had a dream category that were to appear for the quiz show, what would it be? Uh, oh, gosh. Um, Malasov, probably. All right, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah I get it. The whole company, yeah. And uh, Joe, same question. If you had a dream category that might appear for the quiz show, what would it be for you? Uh, Pokemon. Okay, though, that is, Ooh, that is yeah. two subjects oh. to delete from these. Hold on. I'm going <laughs> to write, oh, no. write a couple extra Dragon Quest questions just to balance it out. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, there we go. Okay. Oh. All the Pokemon and Xenoblade has been excised. Okay, so with that, I think we're ready to go. Um... <laughs> Now, uh, like the previous two rounds, these are going to be 20 questions, 10 directed to each of you, These are, and, and, uh, and we will try to make it clear uh, whose question it is. Uh, before all of Joe's questions, we will say Joe. Before all of Tyler's questions, we will say Tyler. And um, steals are available in this part of the quiz, so, but we will try to make it as clear as possible sort of what the uh, question setup is. Now, I used to say that This, That, and the Other was America's favorite uh, um, quiz show round. But after the second quiz show, I got so much positive feedback about one of the rounds that now there, there's a new favorite. Um, we are bringing back This Round Is Not About RPGs, a.k.a. Highbrow, Lowbrow. So, but, but with all new categories and all new questions, This Round Is Not About RPGs Revisited. The way this works is that we're going to give each of you two clues in succession. For the first clue, the, t- the topic can be anything. And if you get it right after the first, the question right after the first clue, you get two points. The second clue will be about RPGs and probably easier than the first clue. If you get it, if you get the question right after the second clue, you get one point. But uh, and there are steals in this round, but you only get a steal if the first player uh, gets the second clue wrong. So let's say you, uh, let's say Tyler goes first. He gets it wrong after the first clue, wrong after the second clue. Then Joe has a chance to get it for one point, and vice versa. Do you do you follow? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So to begin, um, hmm, uh, Alana, let's have you read Joe's questions, and I'll read Tyler's questions, and Joe will go first. Okay. Right. Uh, you ready, Joe? Let's do this. So, topic one for highbrow lowbrow is the metric system. Oh, the ice. <laughs> uh. Now this is why I brought this for the for the All American final and not the All UK final from, la- from <laughs> last time. <sighs> All right, 
So, your first clue for two points, if you can get it at this point. Uh, this derived unit is equal to one newton per square meter or one joule per cubic meter. It is used to determine tensile strength and stress, among other things. I hate the English. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for an RPG clue. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, so your second clue. In Near Automata, this friendly robot leads a small settlement of pacifist machines located between the forest and the amusement park. At one point, they commandeer an enormous Engels robot to defeat the children of the robot village. Pascal. Correct. So that's one point for Joe. I knew you'd get it at that point. I was like, yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, if it was about the philosopher, maybe. <laughs> You know, I could have gone that route, but I didn't. I, I could not resist um, giving a bunch of Americans metric system questions. And speaking of which, of Tyler, your first oh, clue. God. Okay. This base unit is used to determine substance by a specific particle count. This count is equal to Avogadro's number, which is just over 600 sextillion. Oh, God, no. No. All right. And now your <laughs> RPG clue. In Earthbound, when Ness and his friends venture into the diamond mine, they meet a surprisingly vicious quintet of this animal. Curiously, each of the five insists that they are the third strongest of the group. Moles? Correct. Yay. Oh, nice. I love them. Yeah, uh, Avogadro's number, mole, is where the word molecule comes from, etc. It's, uh, and... Oh, yeah. uh, and Pascal is the unit is the SI unit of pressure, but I thought that was too easy if I made it if I included pressure in the first clue. So, yeah, pressure's on. I, I still wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> yeah, I would neither. <laughs> no, I taught, I taught history. Dang, like. <laughs> well, maybe you know a little bit about media history because topic two is television. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, Joe, your second question. So the highbrow clue is. This is the first name of both the mother and daughter main characters of Gilmore Girls, played by Lauren Graham and Alex Bladel. The younger Gilmore was unable to pronounce this name as a child and goes by Rory. Aurora? Right. No, it's not. So your second clue is this treasure hunter and historian is the sworn rival of Killy and is always trying to locate hidden Sindar ruins before he can. She fights with a whip in battle and is recruitable in Suikoden, Suikoden 2, and Suikoden 5. Oh my god. Uh, Lorelai? Yeah, that's it. One oh, point. There we go. Uh, I guess I was the only person in this group that watched Gilmore Girls in the early 2000s. I did not. Sorry. Yeah, you were. That that Sorry. was that was me playing PS1 RPGs on the silent on the with the sound turned down on one TV while my sister watched the entirety of Gilmore Girls over and over on the big TV. <laughs> so I, I am I am a Gilmore Girls historian and appreciator. <laughs> but Tyler, let's talk about a different television show I appreciate. Right. Your first clue. This is the first name of Mrs. Fletcher, the protagonist of Murder She Wrote. Angela Lansbury was nominated for 12 straight Emmy Awards for her portrayal of the mystery writer and amateur sleuth, but won zero. Uh, Jessica? Two points for Ooh, Tyler. Oh, wow. Dang. And I didn't I even have just to... Be, I knew that just because of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, everybody, I have seen, I have seen Murder, She Wrote. So well, I, I, I don't even have to read my Dragon Quest Eight clue now. Aww. <laughs> oh god, I didn't play Dragon Quest 8, so... 
Oh, so maybe I should have made the Dragon Quest Eight clue the highbrow for that one. Just <laughs> him. All okay, right. The third the third topic is nineteenth century literature. Joe, first clue. This major character in Charles Dickens's David Copperfield is the childhood friend and confidant of the title character, and for years rejects we the advances of the loathsome Uriah Heep. David confides in her all of his troubles in love, until finally realizing as an adult that he was in love with her all along. Don't know Pippin. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're Wrong Dickens, <laughs> but it's appreciated. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah, still a character. Um, so second clue, uh, this young woman is a priestess of the Crystal Orthodoxy in Bravely Default, whose views are challenged as she's exposed to the church's corruption over the course of the game. In Bravely Second, she's the Pope of a reformed Crystal Orthodoxy. Nope. Don't have oh. this one either. Oh, Tyler. Tyler. Uh, Can you steal? Uh, is it Idea? I don't, I don't oh, it's the other no, one. It's the other one. Oh, okay. no. That's a, yeah, either Agnes or Agnes. Oh, um, God, the the, the, Dick the Dickens character is Agnes Wickfield, and the Bravely Default character is Agnes Oblige. Oh, I didn't realize that's how you pronounced it in that game. I didn't well, they, get far enough. They, they, there's an accent over the E, so they do it the French way. Uh, but uh, but um, it's I, I am I do play it a little bit fast and loose with spellings and pronunciations in this round. Um, but speaking of pronunciations, let's go to a completely different nation for your literature clue, Tyler. <laughs> okay. In Alexandre Dumas, The Count of Monte Cristo, Edmond Dantes meets the, this future criminal when he was just a young Roman shepherd and Edmond a sailor. Over a decade later, Edmond frees the new criminal kingpin from prison and hires him to mug and kidnap Albert de Montserf and Baron d'Anglar on separate occasions. I have to go lowbrow. All right. <laughs> In Paper Mario, this person's most fervent wish is to sleep on the top bunk, which Mario discovers by finding a secret diary. In Paper Mario, The Thousand-Year Door, he goes on an adventure on his, of his own in Waffle Kingdom to rescue Princess Eclair, but it ends on a bittersweet note. Luigi? Correct. <laughs> I love Luigi's diary. And the, it's yeah, so and, good. And, yeah, and the bandit from Count of Monte Cristo is Luigi Vampa. Okay. All right. So uh, this next topic is a passion of mine. Uh, topic number four is professional sports. And um, I, I, should mention, I should mention for this one, I'm looking for last names. So if the sports clue answer is Michael Jordan, the answer we're looking for is Jordan. Do you, okay. you follow? So last names are what gotcha. we want. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, then. So, Joe, here's your question, your first clue. This Panama native was named the fifth greatest boxer of the modern era by Ring Magazine in 2002. Nicknamed Hands of Stone, he infamously lost to Sugar Ray Leonard in November 1980 after exclaiming, No ma! and quitting after the eighth round. He won 71 of his 72 career matches before the defeat. Uh, Rod Carew. <laughs> oh, okay. Wrong sport, but, <laughs> but appreciated. <laughs> All right, so lowbrow clue is this swordsman from the kingdom of Valsena is the only surviving member of the castle guard after the Crimson Wizard attacks early in Trials of Manor. He can eventually class change into a knight or a gladiator. Uh, Kevin? No, incorrect. Can you steal Tyler? No, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm <laughs> killing me! It's Duran. Duran. Oh. You, you got the... a Trials of Mana character, but you got the wolf. 
Yeah, and, um, and, and the, the boxer is Roberto Duran, one of the uh, mm-hmm. one of the quote unquote um, fantastic four uh, lightweight boxers yeah. of the seventies and eighties. Oh, I don't know much about boxing. Really? My, be- my best know. friend is from Panama, and he knows diddly squat about sports, but he knows about Roberto Duran because he's like a he was like the Manny Pacquiao of his day, just a superhero in his own country. Mm. <laughs> I think I said Rod Carew because I think he's Panamanian, maybe. Oh, maybe I, I'm not sure. But anyway, we are not going to talk about boxing or baseball for Tyler's question. Okay, Tyler, your first professional sports clue. This Hall of Fame basketball player has his jersey retired by both the University of California, Berkeley, and the Brooklyn Nets. He won two Olympic gold medals with Team USA and one NBA title with the Dallas Mavericks. Known for his brilliant passing ability, he has the second most career assists in NBA history. No, I... No. (laughs) That's fine. Okay, and your second clue. As a baby, she was adopted by Luca sometime after the events of Chrono Trigger and survives the burning of Luca's orphanage several years later and swears revenge on the arsonist before the start of Chrono Cross. In battle, she is aligned with the red element and fights with a dagger. Kid. Kid is correct. Mm-hmm. And Jason the... Kid? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Jason Kid was the basketball player. Actually, Jason gets the character from Chrono Cross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Really, really good with with assist spells. Jason, yeah. that, that Jason kid. Oh. And the final topic is the one returning topic from the last quiz show, video games that aren't RPGs. Okay. All right. All right. So, last question for you, Joe, for this round. Uh, okay. Your first clue is... In Final Fight 3, this Metro City detective joins Mike Hagger and others to save the city from the Skullcross gang. In 2019, she made her first playable appearance in a video game in 24 years when she joined the roster of Street Fighter 5 as a downloadable fighter. Poison? No, second clue. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I guessed, you actually. Were, when you were very, very oh, close. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I think I know this now. Uh-huh. This princess of the blue star was placed in suspended animation to wait for her home planet to recover from a calamity centuries before. She wakes earlier than planned when the dark god Zophar revives on the blue star's moon and travels there to stop him in Lunar 2 Eternal Blue. Oh, God, why am I blanking? Oh, no, We need an answer, Joe. No, I missed missed it. Tyler, can you steal? I cannot. Oh, it's Lucia or Lucia. Is it Lucia? I think they say Lucia in Lunar and they say Lucia in Street Fighter. But yeah. Lucia, cool. Lucia, 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 I would have I would have accepted a broad range of answers. <laughs> oh, that's hard. Okay. I did exactly the same as Joe when I was reading these questions. I went for, I thought, Poison, I, poison yeah. Poison yeah. is playable in a couple other yeah. games uh, but yeah. before Street Fighter V. But yet no one expected right, yeah. Lucia in Street Fighter V. Like, the, Final Fight Final Fight 3 didn't even have an arcade version. Oh. It was a um which is it's it's secretly one of like the best Final Fight game <laughs> because it's it's yeah. better it's balanced for consoles and not for for stealing quarters. But uh it it also doesn't have Cody in it so no one cares. <laughs> True. Um it has a fake Cody named Dean that is even more forgettable than Lucia. Anyway, anyway. All right. Tyler, your last question of the round and uh before we go into the second half. Okay. Your first clue. In Infamous 2, this woman lives on the swamp outskirts of New Marais, and following the Ray Sphere activation, gained the power to manipulate and ignite oils and other flammable substances. Supporting her during story missions and side quests for most of the game generates evil karma for Cole McGrath. 
Oh no, I only played the first infamous. <laughs> that won't help you at all. <laughs> no, it won't. Can you, uh, so, uh, you need the second clue? Yes, please. Alright. Named for the Greek primordial goddess of night, this being is the personification of death and the bringer of an eternal night. Her messenger, or avatar, which temporarily masquerades as a human, is the final boss of Persona 3. Uh, uh, oh no. I need an answer, Tyler. Uh, I don't remember. Oh gosh. Time. Joe, can you steal? I know it's not Ryuji. (laughs) (laughs) Yes and no. (laughs) But the the answer I'm looking for is Nyx. Oh. Oh, Yeah. All right. Ugh. Now we have good news and bad news, uh, mostly for, for you, Joe. The, the 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 bad news is um, you're behind. Currently, the score is Tyler with five points and Joe with two points. Oof. But the good news is it can come back in a second because every question in round two is worth two points. Oh. And the second part of bad news is uh, looking back at the first two rounds, I thought maybe I made the first round a little hard and the second round a little easy. So to balance it out, I decided to make this final round harder than both of them. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, let's switch around the order uh, and have Tyler go first and Alana read Tyler's questions. But first, let me tell you what the round is about. Um, this round is called RPG Fan Quiz Show Remake 2020. It's going to be similar to the previous round in that it's going to have be five topics, and each player gets one question in each topic for a total of ten questions. But instead of the, uh, the topics being unrelated to RPGs, each topic is going to be a previous round from a previous quiz show. These are, we're not repeating questions. These are all new questions, but the rounds are coming back. Um, and to help you, I think is a good idea right now for both of you to Google Chinese Zodiac and look at and have a list in front of you of what the four animals of the Chinese Zodiac are. Because the, t- the first topic is called Year of the Blank, and each answer is going to be an animal of the Chinese Zodiac. Okay. Oh. So I'll give you a second to um, get that list in front of you. Because I think that's very reasonable. I-, I normally discourage Googling for a quiz show, but this time I get it. Fair. Oh, oh, cute! I found a Pokemon one. Oh, perfect. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fire starters. Yeah, the fire starters are all animals of the zodiac, which means we're still looking for a horse, a sheep or goat, a snake, and uh, oh, damn! What's the last one that's missing? Ox. Yes, that's it. Ox. Those. Those are the four. Those are the four missing from fire starters. Okay, so uh, let's have uh, Alana go ahead and read Tyler's for Tyler's clue because there's only one clue per question now. Is. Yeah, are you ready, Tyler? Uh, ready. <laughs> okay, so at the very uh, at the very beginning of Shining Force Two, Slade, an anthropomorphic one of these, steals the Jewel of Light and the Jewel of Evil, accidentally freeing the Demon King Zeon. Uh, a rat? I don't know. Well done. Yeah. That's correct. Oh wait. Oh yeah. really? Oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I mean, I knew that. Of course course. he did. (laughs) Joe. In the Breath of Fire series, the Highlander tribe resembles these animals. Sten from Breath of Fire 2 is the series' only playable Highlander, but they are still present in later games. Goats? 
Incorrect. The answer, uh, I'm sorry. Tyler, can you steal? Uh, dog? Incorrect. The answer is monkey. Oh, yeah. Dogs are grass runners. Mm -hmm. There are a couple dogs in the Breath of Fire games. Sure I, I think we've even had quiz questions on them in the past. You did, and I definitely shook my fist when they got the answer wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Topic number two is RPG cuisine. Uh, each answer to this is going to be a game, so you don't have to you don't have to figure out what the pastries in Breath Bravely Second are called or anything. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, so go ahead, uh, Alana, read Tyler's first question. Okay, are you ready, Tyler? Uh, yes. Uh, in this PS2 action RPG, many ingredients from fruit to herbs to sheep can grow from seeds, get harvested, and cooked between or even during battles. If you don't want to farm in the middle of navigating the game's side-scrolling stages, you can visit the Puka Quick Kitchen or Rabbit Cafe for a more structured dining environment. Odin Sphere. Yeah. Correct. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Two points for Tyler and Joe. Your question on RPG cuisine. In this Super Nintendo RPG, when the party visits Marymore, the heroes must do battle against Bunt, an enormous living cake baked by Chef Torte and his assistant. Bunt cannot be killed unless you blow out its candles with physical attacks first. Uh, live alive. <laughs> Incorrect. Tyler, can you steal? Um, Paper Mario? Incorrect. Oh. That's an N64 game. The Super Nintendo one you wanted was Super Mario RPG. Oh. The oh. RPG before oh. it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. It's a great boss, though. It is. It's a good boss. <laughs> and and, and, and like, the chef and the assistant are like arguing over whether they saw the cake moving or not <laughs> before the fight really starts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Alana, let's have you introduce the next topic. All right, so topic three is job search. So for these two answers, we need a name of a job from the video game. So we don't need the name of the game, just the name of the job. All right? Okay. Okay, so Tyler, your first question is, in Dragon Age Oranges, you unlock <laughs> this mage subclass by placing a... Oh, God. Phylactery. Phylactery, yep. yep. <laughs> a phylactery containing the soul of a centuries-old elven mage on a nearby altar to allow it to pass on. The class allows you to use the magic stat instead of strength to equip heavy armor and weapons and turn any mage character into a physical powerhouse. What's the name of the job? Uh, Warlock? I don't know. Incorrect. Joe, can you steal? Necromancer? You're skirting around it, both of you. It's Arcane Warrior. Oh. Yeah. So you were halfway there. <laughs> it's hard if you've not played it, though. Yeah, yeah. that is basically... Um, did you play Dragon Age Oranges and remember the different subclasses? <laughs> yeah, never played Dragon Age. I'm a big fan. My I've, brother's game. I've, I've tried to sneak Dragon Age Oranges onto the podcast a couple times, but no one's, in, no one's with me. I, you know, I, I, think, I think Tina would be with me, because I think she low-key has a big crush on one of the characters in it. <laughs> low key? Uh, uh, okay, low key, publicly, high key. If you are, <laughs> if you ever chat with her in Slack, yeah. My hey. roommate plays so much Dragon Age. It's like it's incredible how much Dragon Age she's played in her life. I uh, have played a terrifying amount of the first and third, and only one playthrough of the second, which was enough. <laughs> but Joe, speaking of games that I've played a lot of, oh boy. your clue. 
<laughs> in Disgaea 4, this class chain comprises of male humanoid demons wearing formal suits and replaces the martial arts class from Disgaea 1 and Sinner class from Disgaea 2 as the premier user of fist weapons. They also de sorry, they also increase the defense and resistance stats of all nearby allies and can learn every physical counterattacking skill. Wrestler? Incorrect, but you're 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 on the right target. Um Tyler, can you steal? Uh, I'm sorry. Well, I can't. I'm sorry. That's time. Uh, the answer is the bodyguard or bouncer class. <laughs> they're they're bouncers wearing like tuxedos. <laughs> I think that came up in debate when we were trying to decide your class last week. You it know, did. I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't going to include that hint in the clue. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, topic four is a little bit more complicated than the previous ones. Uh, the topic is RPG villains. We are going to describe the evil plot of an, of an RPG villain, and you get one point for the game, one point for the villain. Uh, so, two points maximum. If you somehow remember the villain but not the game, I'll be impressed and a little confused. <laughs> uh, so, Don't cut your chickens. <laughs> and and uh, and there's part you can do a partial steal. So if Tyler remembers the game but not the villain, Joe can steal it for the villain point. So uh, or vice versa. So uh, uh, Alana, go ahead and read Tyler's first clue. Okay. So first villain. Uh, the residents of a forest village imprison the souls of all their criminals and evildoers inside a tree over the course of centuries, only for the tree to become sentient, uproot itself, and wage war against its former masters. After its defeat, the malevolent former tree was imprisoned in another dimension, where it eventually freed itself by using mind control powers to influence residents of its new home dimension to destroy the four crystals sealing it away. That sounds really cool, but I have no idea. <laughs> All right, Joe, can you steal so you can do both the villain and the game? X-Death, Final Fantasy V. Two yeah. points. Well done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I need to play Final Fantasy V. Final Fantasy V is good. Yeah. I, I could have done a whole Final Fantasy round just for job search, because that game is a great job system. Good. <laughs> All right, Joe, mm -hmm. your, uh, your villain plot, we want the villain and the game, if possible. Okay. The Emperor and his two younger brothers visit an ancient temple in order to petition a water dragon god to end a long drought playing the, plaguing the kingdom. But the Emperor kills the water dragon and turns his youngest brother into an undead slave. The middle brother flees with the child of one of the temple's monks and raises the baby to be the instrument of his revenge against his older brother, the Emperor. Uh, the Alabasta Ark from One Piece. And the that, villain is Crocodile. That, oh, I wish. Uh, but both are incorrect. Tyler, can you steal? I cannot. All right, this is a little complicated. Um, the game is Jade Empire. Oh. And okay. the Empire, oh. the uh, the villains are Emperor Sun Hai and Master Sun Li because it's uh, Jade Empire does a very clever thing. You're fighting against the Emperor for the whole first half of the game, but right at the midpoint, you defeat the Emperor and your former master gets revenge on his brother and becomes the new emperor, and the second half of the game is defeating your former master. Yeah. It's so, a cool concept. No, it, yeah. is, it is cool. It's a, it's, a, it's a very cool twist, and I, I would have accepted Emperor Sun Hai or Master Sun Li for the villain, but uh, <laughs> alas, you both get zero points. 
<laughs> it's one of the few Bioware yeah. games I've actually played. It's really, really good. It is quite good, you know. And it, that, it, and it uh, was in a bit of an awkward time because it was Bioware after Kotor and before Mass Effect. Yeah. So the, the visuals haven't aged great, but it's it's a fun game. Yeah, and it's Xbox only, I think. And it might it, be on Game Pass now. It, but it's I don't on. It's know. on PC. I played it on. Uh, ah. I, I played it on Steam. Uh, some year, some years after the Xbox version. Okay. And all right, the final topic is paint with all the colors of the wind. Uh, <laughs> the answer will have a color of the rainbow in it. So uh, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. One of those words will be in the answer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so right. uh, uh, go ahead and get Tyler his question. All right. So, in the 1984 Tower of Draga arcade game, the hero Gilgamesh must climb 60 floors to obtain this item, defeat the demon Draga, and rescue the Prince's Keep. In several tales of RPGs, this is a powerful magic staff and is the strongest weapon of its type in both Tales of Fantasia and Eternia. Ooh, need an answer, Tyler? I don't know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, can you steal? Um, the red trident. Oh, it's a blue crystal rod. We would have taken BC rod because of the translation of earlier games, but that's hard if you've never played a Tales game or Tower of Draga or that mini game in Baton Kaios, who I know someone on this podcast has played as well as me. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, when I was when I was um, doing a little bit of research for these questions, I didn't realize there's something like ten Tower of Draga games. Oh yeah, there's, there's a there's bunches of them, and I like I, I knew it was an old school arcade game that was that was influential for Zelda and Ease and others, but I didn't know there was ten of them. Jeez. Yeah, there's many of them. And there's a there's a lot of Tower of Draga references in Tales, like the the golden armor and the red line shield and stuff. Like a, there's a, a bunch of Tower of Draga items that you, that become items in Tales. Yeah, Namco loved to shill it a little bit because there's an entire dungeon in Bankaios that's partially based on it as well. Oh, so is it? Is it yeah. I that. Oh yeah, I know that. I only know this from doing research in the past forty-eight hours. But I, the the original Draga was sixty floors, but later ones were like hundred and twenty-eight floors. So oh. does does Baton Kaitos go this like go that deep? No, so it's only one screen where you have to collect no. random items, and okay. one of them's a hammer. I think the blue crystal rod shows up. I might be wrong, uh, but there's winged boots mm. and a key. And yep. a hammer, and you have to collect all those items, and you go through doors. But it's a really, really cool dungeon. Mm. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. That's that's enough Tower of Draga discussion. Uh, that's almost <laughs> that's slightly too retro for retro encounter. Amazingly, uh, Joe, your question and the final question of the game. And remember, the item, the answer will contain a color. Mm-hmm. In Final Fantasy XIV, this level sixty-three dungeon, inspired by Japanese folklore, is an ornate castle located at the bottom of the Ruby Sea. A void scent has transformed the palace guards and also the Ruby Princess into deep sea monsters, and the Warrior of Light must defeat all of them if they want to unlock all the Aether currents in the region. Is the red Suzaku? <laughs> That's not the worst answer, but it's definitely a wrong answer. <laughs> uh, Tyler, can you steal? No. <laughs> the answer is Shisui of the Violet Tides. 
I am I am I, I am eight levels out from that right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a really cool dungeon, but the it, it's quote optional end quote uh, in that mm. you don't have to do it, but it's definitely mandatory because you you need to do that quest to unlock flying in Ruby C and, and, and yeah. you, you definitely want to unlock all those aether currents. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm. I, I've just been unlocking Aether Currents lately, and it's mm-hmm. just... Oh, I've been there. Oh, my God. oh yeah. It, like, oh, it is very freeing. Oh, a new region? I better find all the Aether Currents here, because because <laughs> walking is for chumps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. But speaking of chumps, one person who was Aww. definitely not a chump is Tyler, the winner of the RPG fan quiz show, The Third. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, you won with a a very impressive score of 9 to 4, thanks to your deep knowledge of Murder, She Wrote, and Odin Sphere. Um, (laughs) Much appreciated. And, uh, Joe, you've been very gracious in defeat, and thank you so much for playing. You are not a coward like so many other RPG fan staff who declined to volunteer for this podcast. But I am a chump, and I accept that heartily. Oh, <laughs> no. You both did amazingly. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- yeah thanks for joining us. I, uh, and listeners, I hope you enjoyed uh, um, hearing these questions as much as I enjoyed listening to these people uh, struggle through them. Uh, the, the quiz show episodes <laughs> do require more preparation than most other podcast episodes, but they are a lot of fun when they, uh, when they emerge fully formed out of our microphones. Um, and I and I hope you enjoyed this one, but trust me, I'm not doing a fourth one for at least for another five or six months. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the next five or six months, uh, you know what? I lied. Speaking of the next one month, um, Retro Encounter does have a lot of uh, other exciting stuff planned for you because September is Persona Month in Retro Encounter. We're doing one episode based on the main villain of Persona 4, one episode on Persona Music, and two episodes on Persona 2... Innocent Sin, that 1999 uh, PlayStation RPG that somehow con- combines astrology and Power Rangers in a way that delights me to no end. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> of course. Um, and uh, Alana and Joe, both of you signed up for that one, so we're going to hear your dulcet tones talking about uh, the Masked Circle and other things in about three weeks. Oh yeah, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be wild, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot to discuss. I I don't think I'm going to be on those episodes because I played Persona 2 just a couple years ago, but I am going to uh, listen to them with rapt attention. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, let's see. uh, I don't think we can announce the October game yet, but I mean, let's just say that having a Persona music episode in the first two weeks of September is not an accident. That's all I'm going to say. But, uh, listeners, if you want to contact us directly, the best way to do so is to email retro at rpgfan.com. You can also comment on rpgfan.com's message boards, visit our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter page, our Discord server, our Twitch channel. There's something streaming every day on Twitch. Uh, and please uh, engage with RPG Fan however you'd like to. Um, RPG Fan also has three other podcasts, Random Encounter, which is about randomness every two weeks, Phoenix Edge, which is about mostly current events, and that airs every week first on YouTube, then on a podcast feed. And then Rhythm Encounter, which has not had a, uh, any new episodes since 2017. Or has it? Ooh. <laughs> so please review Retro Encounter and those three other fine podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever listening venue you are using. We love feedback. Um, one chump, one non-chump, and one Alana. How can listeners re- uh, reach out to you directly, starting with you, Joe? You can find the chump at at Evilise on Instagram and Twitter, and also just on 
uh, RPG fans' social media accounts generally. And now, the champ. That's you, Tyler. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> you can find me at, uh, at Cosmos Chaos on Twitter. Uh, Cosmos with a K. Tyler, you're holding out on me, bro. What else do you do on Twitter? What? Mm-hmm. You, pr- you have your own podcast. Tell, um, the, tell, the, tell the fancy people about <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I or co-host a podcast called Xenochat, um, where we talk about various uh, Zeno games like Xenogears, Xenosaga, and Xenoblade and beyond. Right on. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, like, come on, come on. We, said we support our friends on Retro Encounter. Come on, man. Thought, thought, <laughs> thought you couldn't promote your but... podcast on the podcast. Ugh. What are you doing? <laughs> I'll you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Well, apology accepted for now. <laughs> Alana, how can listeners reach you? Um, so you can find me on Twitter. It's probably the best place to find me. I am at Alana Hayes, or on RPG Fans Discord, I am Alana. So let's chat about Persona 2 next month. Hell yes. I, <laughs> I have been holding off chatting Persona 2 with you and Joe and others, Alana, because I really don't want to accidentally spoil it, uh, spoil you guys on it, because that game goes some wild places. Um, yeah. <laughs> It does. <laughs> so, listeners, uh, look forward to Persona next month. And uh, but if you want to reach out to me directly, the best way to do so is Twitter. I am at the Real Monsoon most of the time. At Evoker for Dogs, other times that's a Persona reference there for you. Uh, even if neither of these two people can remember the final boss of Persona Three. <sighs> and on and on the RPG fan Discord, I am Monsoon Mike. So uh, I think that's about it. Now I don't have to th- worry about writing RPG fan quiz questions for another year. Thank you, good night, and good luck. No.